Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast from Coburn Old Cook for Sunday the 10th of January. So here we are at the second Sunday of another new year. And isn't it mind-boggling to think that it's now more than 2,000 years since the birth of Jesus there in Bethlehem? More than 2,000 years have passed since the visit of the shepherds and over 2,000 years since the long journey of the Magi who travelled all that way from the east. Last Wednesday we celebrated Epiphany, the travelling and the visit of the Magi, the kings, to see the baby Jesus. I've been thinking about that journey and visit, even though we are in the second weekend of the new year now. Just such an amazing story, made in such faith and such trust. Epiphany means appearance or showing, and by it we remember how God's promise of renewed hope and light for the world was revealed to all the people of the world. For we have to remember that the Magi were not of the Jewish faith, but it's thought of Persian mystic tradition, one which placed a great importance on reading the signs in the skies, using that to tell them about important events to come. So it is that in Matthew's Gospel it tells us how the Magi from the East had seen that special star in the night skies, and how they interpreted this to be a sign telling of an event of great importance for all people for all time to come. A star they felt they had to follow as it travelled westwards in the skies, so they could find out what the meaning of this event would be. They knew the star announced the birth of a new king, and that his coming would mean a great change and perhaps even upheaval in the lives of a great many people. What sort of world did these mysterious travellers find as they journeyed through Judea and set foot in the little town of Bethlehem where the star seemed to rest? On their way they had paid a visit to the royal palace as they assumed, as we might have too, that the new king would be born there. (coughs) But instead they found King Herod, who was so jealous in guarding his position and status and was so suspicious of the motives of others, including those closest to him, that he trusted no one. Indeed, he had two of his own sons executed because he thought they would try to seize his power and his crown. He had listened very carefully to the Magi as they shared their insights and news with him. He seemed very interested too and wanted the travellers to return to him to tell the precise location of the new king's birth so that he could go and pay homage. Or at least, so he said. Overall, the world of the West that the Magi found was badly in need of change. The people of God were living under the oppression of the Roman Empire, and many of the kings of Judea, just like Herod, were power-crazy politicians who looked to their own welfare over and above that of the people. They were corrupt servants, not of God, but of Rome. The people, on the other hand, were generally poor, and they were getting poorer. They were becoming very influenced by the materialism that the pagan lifestyle of Rome offered, and many were becoming indifferent to the true faith of Judaism. There were wars, there were rumours of wars. There were radicalised, revolutionary groups who sought to further their own ends by the use of violence and terror. Many people became innocent victims to the inhumanity of others land had been and was continuing to be robbed from the people by the more powerful oppressor. 
Certainly, their time was in need of great change. They needed a new spirit of hope, of justice and of peace in their lives. For the Magi, the star in the sky was a sign indicating the possibility of just such a change. A new king who would bring peace with justice, new hope and a renewed faith into the lives of his people. And when they found the newborn child there in his manger, they offered him their gifts. Gold, indicating his royal status. Frankincense, indicating the power that he would receive through prayer. And myrrh, the gift of bitter, extremely long-lasting perfume, indicating the eternal reign that would be his. Yes, there in these humble surroundings lay the new king who would make possible such great change in the hearts of people from that day onwards. The birth of the Holy One of God, news of which would spread from Bethlehem that day and continue right into the corners of the world, beginning with the Magi from the east as they secretly went on their way and began their long journey home. So for us today, perhaps we can relate to the world as it was found by the Magi that eventual day. As we look around at our world, we can see examples of the same corruption the same self-seeking, power-crazed individuals and governments. We see the same violence and oppression perpetrated by one people against another. We've met with wars, we've heard of rumours of wars. Yes, in our own time. Some things don't change, it seems. Yet change is what is needed. Just now, as in the time of Jesus' birth. And change is what we have the chance this new year. A new sense of the spirit of hope, of peace with justice, of renewed compassion and love, a love towards all people. God was and continues to be revealed in the life and the teaching of Jesus, the Word made flesh, and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in our lives. This we see in verses from Mark's Gospel. Some 30 years after his birth, Jesus is baptised by John and the Holy Spirit is seen to be active and working in his life. The voice of God is heard to speak pleasure and love in Jesus, and the renewal made possible for us through Jesus' baptism, repentance speaking of change of heart, of life direction. God's Holy Spirit is still there. It's here amongst us to show us the ways of God, the ways of change for the better, only we would be open to the Holy Spirit's inspiration and just listen. For being open to the Holy Spirit's inspiration means that we need to repent. Like in John's baptism, our and the world's old life needs to be washed away and change brought about in line with the will and the purpose of God and our commitment in faith to see it happen. It's hard to believe that it's 21 years ago but I still remember at the eve and dawning of the new millennium, Christians and people of other world faiths joined together in the spirit of such faith as the millennium resolution was recited. It goes, let there be respect for the earth, peace for its people, love in our lives, delight in the good, forgiveness for past wrongs, and from now on, a new start. Here lays in faith the possibility of real change and of a new start. A new desire for peace with justice, 
forgiveness and love for all people is revealed as the will and the desire of God for us and of all people today. Just as the love of God was revealed to the Magi and therefore to the whole world over 2,000 years ago through the birth of Jesus, God's will and purpose continues to be revealed to us if we would just repent and be open to God's Holy Spirit. It's a matter of sadness that the Millennium Resolution still needs so badly to be heard and to be acted on today. So I wonder, what will we do about it? in 2021. Amen. And now, let us pray. Lord God, as we move forward into this new year, we ask you to bless all for whom the year is not being looked forward to. We think of people who are ill and fearful of what the year will bring. We think of all who have family difficulties and are concerned as to how to solve them. We think of all for whom the new year is bringing money problems and all who are fearful for their jobs. Lord, for us, all the future is unknown. Help us to have the faith to trust in you, the wisdom to do the right thing and to be guided by you constantly. Remind us, Lord, that you always keep your promises. Remind us too that they are kept in your time and not ours. We ask your blessing on all who have turned their back on you and those who have not known you. May they hear your word and respond to your love. Be with those who are lost, who have never known you. Help them to seek and to find the peace and love found in you and you alone. Father God, loving God, we, your children, pray to you. I give you thanks and praise through the name of your beloved Son, Christ Jesus, our Lord. Heavenly Father, we bring before you our loved ones, and we now pray for them. For our family, for our friends, for all whom we know, may this year be good for all whom we love. Lord God, guide us in our lives. May others see your love shine through us. May our words and our actions constantly point to you. May we put you first in everything and serve you always. We ask you to be with us and give us a year where we know and feel and are guided by your presence. Whatever this year holds, may we never lose sight of you. This, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, this day and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>